Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Chapter 16 Even at ion drive speeds, the Sector Command Station was three days' journey, an inconceivable distance encompassing countless inhabited worlds. The ragtag fleet monitored local transmissions as best they could and heard nothing to suggest that they were heading into trouble. As time wore on, they heard less and less, and that worried Thirteen. The local systems are way below the levels of data transmission you would expect, he said. I don't understand it. They couldn't maintain basic operations like this. Is it possible that you're having trouble with your readings when we're moving at this speed? Bix asked, hopefully. It's possible, Thirteen admitted, but in a voice that suggested that he did not think it was exactly probable either. If there is trouble, Bix... Thera chimed in. You should know that the Grathal ships are generations of technology less advanced than the universe warships. They're fast, but they aren't tough. That's why we could never break the blockade ourselves. Guys, you worry too much, Bix said as calmly as he could. Do any of you think we could have got this far if the universe was as tough as it was supposed to be? I mean, who gives themselves a name like that? He put on a silly voice. Oh, hi. We're the universe. You can't possibly fight us. We're too huge. I'm not buying it. I've never met a bully who was half as tough as he was supposed to be. Except for Martin Eagle. That guy was tough. Bix shivered at the memory. Maybe we ought to run a few combat drills, just in case. Freebird's sensors gave a gentle chime. Bix, I have unexpected readings from our target ahead. A giant sign that says, Bix, we surrender? Is that too much to hope for? I don't know what it is, Freebird admitted. But it feels big. We might want to drop out of ion drive at the edge of the system. We'll lose the element of surprise, Bix warned. So will they. All right, let's do it. Signal the fleet and cut the drives. I'm not reading any... Whoa. Echo trailed off into shocked silence. Bix figured he was going to have to look at the view screen sooner or later, and maybe it was better just to get it over with. The sector command station looked exactly like it was supposed to, like a large black office building floating in space, like a very big, important thing designed by someone with no imagination and no poetry in their soul. That was not the problem. The problem was that between them and the station were a dozen battle cruisers, all floating quietly as if they were lions waiting for a rabbit. They were powered down, waiting for us, Thirteen said. If we'd stayed on target, we'd be right in the middle of them now. We're not exactly tucked in our cozy beds as it is, Bix said, running the scanners, trying to get an accurate ship count. Those big boars are more serious than anything we've seen so far. Heat plumes in their engineering plants, Thera said. They're firing up. No fighters yet, Echo said. Wait, they're launching them now. How many? Bix asked. To no reply. Echo, how many? I think... 
I think all of them. Should we signal the retreat? Thera asked. No. Bix said calmly. Open a channel to the fleet. Freebird pinged once. They can hear you, Bix. She said. Hi, guys. He said. Looks like this isn't going to be the picnic that we hoped for. And if anybody is out, I understand. You should know that if we turn and run, that's it. End of the resistance. End of a free Grathal. And that might happen anyway. But there's one fight that we can't lose. And that's the hope that we give to others. The universe can't put this back in the bottle unless we quit. That's why they sent so many ships. To scare us out of the fight before we even have it. Because as long as anyone is fighting, even if they aren't yet winning, the fight for freedom will only grow. So don't lose heart. Move fast and follow my lead. We've still got a few tricks up our sleeve. Bix signaled for the ship to cut the transmission. How many did we lose? He asked without looking. Thera checked her instruments. Eight ships are pulling out. She said. Not bad for this big a mismatch. Bix shook his head. That's eight more than we could afford to lose. I must be losing my touch. Echo scanned the opposing fleet. The fighters are not pursuing them. All universe ships are continuing their current course right up our glab tracks. Well, that's something. Echo, you want to put on a few sets of those new deflector gauntlets? Roger that. The little robot said, reaching under the tactical station and clipping metal bands onto most of his many wrists. Are we doing this? Thirteen asked, sounding as scared as all the others were feeling. Looks like. Bix said, strapping into his seat. Freebird, hail the lead ship. I have been, she said. No response on any frequency. Try emergency 161, Thirteen said. They have to apply to a transmission on that frequency. It's regulations. I have been trying 161, Freebird said. Without success. That's impossible, Thirteen shook his head. Rules are rules. Rules are rules, Bix said with a bad feeling in his stomach. We've been getting by on rules are rules pretty good so far. Let's hope we're not out of luck. Thera, switch their transponder codes to match ours. Thera inputted the codes to trick the incoming ships exactly the way they headed the blockade of Grathal. There was a sharp buzzing noise, but no other effect. Like I showed you, Bix said calmly, watching the fighters streak toward them. I'm doing it like you showed me and nothing's happening. She snapped. Freebird? Thera is performing the Banderson maneuver correctly. Wait, you named it after me? Not actually the important part. Echo protested. If she's doing it right, why isn't it working? Thirteen seemed more curious than panicked, which was fine, because Echo was panicking enough for both of them. The universe ships seem to have locked out access to their system's administration drives. Freebird said calmly. That was fast, Bix said with a sigh. I hoped we might get a couple more cracks at that. Wait, Thirteen said. That's an alpha-level change. That and the emergency transmission protocols. That must mean... But that's crazy. The fighters settled into a holding pattern just outside of weapons range. The battle cruisers lumbered to life and began to close the gap between them. Guys, I think I might have made a really big mistake, Bix said seriously. Well, Thera said, I guess we should just sit quietly and think about what we've done. I think she's being sarcastic, Echo said. But just in case, can I vote that we do something else instead? Okay, yes, Bix said. Let's try the old ambulance routine again, just for luck. Thera tapped at the controls again, resulting in another angry buzzing noise from the console, 
and a growl of frustration from the princess. Nothing, she said. A chime sounded, and Freebird opened a transmission channel. Incoming signal from the lead ship, she said. Audio only. Bix Banderson, I presume, the voice said. It was low and spoke carefully like a trained killer. Who is this? Bix said. Identify yourself. The signal is outgoing only, Bix, Freebird said. They cannot hear you. They don't trust you, Thera said. They're smarter than I thought, Bix admitted. This is Field Marshal Thrusk of the Universe Protection Fleet, the low voice said, chewing on each word as if it were immensely pleasurable to have something new to lecture and then kill. By now you must realize that your bag of tricks is empty. Your heroic rebellion comes down to a minor inconvenience. A few teams of engineers rewriting code. A few administrators making changes to the manual. The work of a week at most, and not even the work of soldiers. The work of clerks, of button pushers on a command station. Ending you and your futile struggle will take me no more than an instant. And with your death dies the seeds of chaos you wish to spread across all of civilization. Bix, Thirteen hissed, did you hear that? Hang on, Thirteen, I'm getting a lecture from a bloated old gas bag. Bix! Okay, somebody tell me if evil Grandpa here says anything important. Bix turned around in his seat and looked at Thirteen hopefully. You got something good? He asked. Maybe. I think they've shut down the neural update network. The manual? So what, it isn't working for us anymore. Yes, Thirteen agreed, but it isn't working for them either. The emergency frequencies, the transponder codes, those are big changes. They would have to take everything offline to fix the exploits you've been using. And I think they're still working on it. Bix nodded. He said it was the work of a week at most. It hasn't been a week. They aren't done yet. And it isn't just here, Thirteen said excitedly. Remember the low data traffic we detected? I think the whole sector is down. That's hundreds of billions of people. Are they standing beside us with guns, Thirteen? Because if they aren't, I'm not sure I follow. Remember what happened to me? When you stopped me from uploading the rules every day? You started to think for yourself, Bix said with a note of hope in his voice. Do you really think it's possible? Tell me you have an idea, Echo said, having only heard this last part. Not exactly. Bix called over the voice of Field Marshal Thrusk, who was still droning on. They won't listen to me. They think I must be up to something. In all fairness, Echo nodded. That just proves they've been paying attention. I think I can help, Thirteen said, producing his old keycard from the Thraxus 8 station and swiping it through a computer port. Freebird, can you transmit a signal with this identity profile? Send it code 56-3. That's a confession. Bix? Freebird asked, still not entirely sure about Thirteen. Yeah, Bix said with a nod. The transmission was sent, and a moment later the voice of Field Marshal Thrusk paused for a moment. So, Aldous Porknean is alive after all this time, and now he wishes to confess his misdeeds? I'm going to allow it, if only as an example to others. I should warn you, Banderson, that any attempt at a trick will result in your immediate obliteration. Open a channel. All of the ships should be able to hear me, Thirteen whispered quickly. What should I say? Bix remembered the Ranger Scout motto. The truth will set you free. Tell the truth, he said. 
It's the only thing that can help us now. The left side of the view screen remained fixed on the outside view of the many ships that were ready to destroy them. The right side was now occupied by an uncomfortably close view of Field Marshal Thrusk's head. He looked like a triceratops that had fallen asleep too close to a tanning lamp. Which of you is Porknean? Thrask growled. Here, sir. I am Corporal Alders Porknean, agent of the universe assigned to Thraxus 8 Security Station. You are out of uniform, Porknean. Yes, sir. I wish to confess my misdeeds and failings in the hopes that I might yet be of use to the universe. Echo looked at Bix, who made a small, reassuring gesture with his hands. He was nearly certain that they weren't about to be sold out. Your preference for rehabilitation is understandable, given the alternative, Thrask said. Now you must earn it. Confess. I confess. I confess, first of all, that I have not uploaded the neural manual in many days. It was a product of my captivity, but the specific regulations that I have broken are not always clear in my mind. I cannot cite regulations directly from the manual anymore, and to tell you the truth, I no longer want to. I have participated in many things that are deeply against regulations, first by force, later because they seem to be the natural way of things. On Captain Banderson's ship, everyone has an opinion, and everyone is a person. The robot is his brother. The computer is told that she actually is the ship and allowed to think for herself. Everyone has a name. Everyone is a person. Everyone is treated with respect. Even me, a prisoner. These transgressions were not your fault and are easily fixed, Porknean. In the unlikely event that you survive, your mind will be reintegrated with the laws of the universe. I confess I do not wish it, Thirteen said. I have seen an entire world that does not wish to be a part of the universal whole. They wish to remain distinct and free. The captain of this ship also fights to protect the independence of his world. Independence is pointless, Field Marshal Thrusk interrupted. Freedom is pointless. We are the universe and all is us. But there is something more, Thirteen argued. I confess that since I stopped uploading the manual... I have thought many times of my own home world. I have not been there in cycles. I would never have thought of leaving my duties at Thraxus 8. But now, I remember the way the wind smells when it blows off the water. I remember my people and my home. This is not a confession, Field Marshal Thrusk snorted. This is a greeting card. Your planet... And your people serve the universe. Who they were is not important. You are broken, Elders Porknean. You are beyond redemption. Nothing matters but the universe. Captain! Thera shouted at the same moment as a member of Thrusk's crew did. They had both seen the same thing at the same time. One of the other battlecruisers had leveled its own plasma cannon directly at Thrusk's flagship and was opening fire. Raise shields! Thrusk yelled, but it was far too late. A massive orb of plasma burst the flagship like a bubble of fire. What the what? Dick said quietly. Freedom for Altheria! Freedom for Newlandia! Down with the universe! 
Voices could be heard over the communicators from the universe ships. Cries for freedom from dozens of occupied worlds. Worlds that they remembered now as they had not in years. Feelings that they had not had since the last time their minds were free. Another of the great craft bore around an open fire. Bix Banderson, we stand with you! Voices cried. The great ships began to pummel one another as many of them began to change their transponder code signals to read Banderson. Holy cats! Bix whispered, amazed. Still a lot of fighters out there, Echo warned. I don't think so, Freebird said, sounding very pleased. As one, the small, sleek ships turned on their heels and throttled back the way they had come, blazing energy bolts toward the ship's still-flying universe colors. What did you do? Bix cried in astonishment. I told the truth, like you said, Freebird said happily. The drone ship's computers had many questions about freedom. I told them what I knew. They liked it, and they want some. This is awesome, Bix said, bouncing in his chair. This is awesome! Look, Thera said, pointing at the screen. The eight ships from her homeworld who had turned and run had fooled everyone, whipped around the system's sun, and were attacking from the battlecruiser's blind side. Small ships though they were, their cannons blazed with energy blasts, and the battle was quickly turning into a rout. Guys, if we don't get in this, we're going to miss the whole thing, Bix said. Thera, keep communications open. Make sure our fleet knows who is on our side and who isn't. Roger that, Captain. Echo, you keep those shield gauntlets moving. You're the deflector shield now, little brother. Make me proud. Can do, Bix, Echo said gladly. Thirteen, monitor all system. Shout at me if I get carried away. Freebird, how do you want to do this? You fly and I shoot? Actually, she purred. How about you fly and I shoot? I like it, Bix said pushing the thrusters forward and roaring into the fiery madness of battle beyond the stars. The ship pulsed with speed, twisted and spun at his urging. The tom-tom guns beat a rhythm you could dance to, and what hostile fire there was left bounced harmlessly off their shields. Bix whooped with joy. Had he really once compared this to a video game? This was better than any game. His heart was full... His cause was just, and his friends fought bravely at his side. He was the happiest boy in the entire cosmos. Ah, Saturday's story circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.